hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks aren't optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Bruce. I'm Andy. Oh, that was fun, right? <laughs> that was bizarre. Yeah. Was bizarre. <laughs> what is it? We get through 11 seasons, and this is the first time I'm going to lead off. It may be the last time for quite some time. Oh, I <laughs> thought it was nice. <laughs> so... We're uh, we're doing we're doing what uh, this is this is week two of our break, um, and during the breaks we always do we, we like to provide you with, with a little a little short episode a little vignette a little vignette of uh, of, a, of a sort of a, a mini topic uh, of our choosing. In, in this case, so last week, uh, Andy Andy opted to talk about uh, where where sort of Wizards is going and a real with a real focus on some of the multiplayer uh, cards that they're actually starting to produce, where it's going beyond just the basics, and uh, we're both really liking where they're headed, so, um, so we took the opportunity to chat about that a little bit last week. My topic, maybe maybe not quite as involved, my topic is going to be a little, going to be straightforward, it's going to be blunt, it's going to be a single card. I want to talk about Vexing Puzzle Box. Um, Real quick, Vexing Puzzle Box is a three-mana artifact. Uh, it taps to add one mana of any color, roll a d20, there you go. It's it's your standard three-mana mana rock with an upside. Now it says roll a d20. It says more than that. It says whenever you roll one or more dice, put a number of charge counters on Vexing Puzzle Box equal to the result. Now every time you tap this, you get to roll a d20. So in theory, Every time you're tapping this for mana, you're getting ten and a half charge counters on the puzzle box. Then it also has a second ability: tap, remove one hundred charge counters from the puzzle box. Search your library for an artifact card, put that card onto the battlefield, then shuffle. So I wanted to have a little chat because I love I love any card that includes die rolling, but I'm not really a fan of tutors. And I can't decide really where I land with this card, um, because I think getting to a hundred is going to be difficult. Uh, although I guess if you're you, if you're putting it in the deck, you probably have other ways to bump up the counters other than just rolling enough times to get to a hundred. Um, but I've tried this with uh, what is it? as luck would have it. I think that's the one that does puts a hundred. When you get to a hundred counters on it, you win the game. And never made it, or did I make it once? I don't remember if I. Ever I think maybe once. That. I think maybe once, but uh, that was in a deck that included doubling season and primal vigor and a number of other doublers. And I think I actually had two different doublers out at the end, <laughs> and I was I, and I got there. Now. So I don't know how often this is going to come up, where you actually get to the 100 counters. The other piece there, something else to note, is that you don't sack the puzzle box when you get to the 100. Mm. You just search for an artifact. That puzzle box is still there. You still get to tap it for mana the following turn. You still get to roll another d20. So yeah. you can do it again. I, I can't decide. Andy, how often do you think you're actually going to ever hit this thing and i mean 
are you really putting it, do you put it in a deck because you want to be able to search for the artifact? Or I don't know. I mean, you think about it, you know, I think you're talking probably Buzzbark, right? Is probably where you had it in. Um, well, that that's the deck that it's in. Right. Or, well, I should say, technically it's not in the deck. It's sitting off to the side. It's going to go in the deck. Um, it just isn't in there yet. So but I haven't with, had a game with Vex and Puzzle Box yet. Yeah, but with, as luck would have it, <clears throat> like, you've, you've used it in decks where you've generally only rolled D6s, which on average yeah. is three and a half. Right. Um, here, you're rolling D20s, which on average is ten and a half. Granted, with the D6s, you're rolling probably more than one at a time. Um, oh, with Buzzbark, you're often rolling eight. Right. Um, but I think the, the like, you're getting a guaranteed roll of a D20 each round. Um, and that's, you know, if you're not yes. doing untapped shenanigans. Uh, so you've got guaranteed a, a on average, ten least. and a half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like, even being conservative with that, like... You know, you roll a seven, that's still better than a D6 will ever be. Um, yeah. And so I think, like, you can generally probably get it done within a few turns. Um, the thing I like the most about this is that it says remove 100 charge counters. On so many of these things, it says remove all counters, you know? Like, yeah. things that store counters forces you to use all of them. But say you end up with, I don't know, 116 counters on it for whatever right. reason. You only have to remove 100 of them, uh, which yeah. is cool. Uh, but how many times you'll be getting it is, I don't know, maybe once it's every a, couple games? Like, every couple if, games that it's out. If you assume that we're looking at, let's assume four die rolls will be mm. enough to get it out because you've got other doublers, you've got other dice you're rolling for other things. So you play it, you can tap it immediately, so four turns. Well, if you're playing it on turn four, then you're looking at eight turns before you can get that artifact. And that's assuming nobody's destroyed it in the meantime. But you get the artifact. I don't think you get it a second time because then you're looking at 12 turns and again we're assuming that there's other ways to pump things up because practically speaking if you put vexing puzzle box in a deck by itself with no other help you're looking at 10 turns right realistically and the only artifact you're getting at 10 turns is something that's going to be in play for one turn because the game is basically over yeah. So I just, I just, I can't decide if this is, like, I don't really want Vexing Puzzle Box to hit regularly. Yeah. You know, I mean, in theory, in the right deck, Vexing Puzzle Box, if you play it on turn three, spend your three mana, put it out, tap it immediately, or tap it before your next turn. In theory, you should be able to then tutor and like like i said tutoring is not what i want out of my decks it is not even even something like the puzzle box 
where you're just where you can only get the artifact, it still has the ability to get that artifact and put it directly on the sure. battlefield. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's free. But it, it and, better be at that point. <laughs> well, yes, and you know, you can say that. Well, yeah. Well, by the time you get it, you could afford to just pay the mana. But yes, you could. But you're using that mana on something else. You're getting extra. You, you yeah. are definitely getting a double. I, I don't know. Uh, obviously, in in higher powered groups, I, I don't know that the the puzzle box ever goes off. I don't know that anybody even would want a three mana mana rock that has almost no upside, unless your entire deck. I mean, if you've got other cards that get benefit from when you roll that d20, well, then maybe. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Um, I mean, so I this came decide. out This came out with uh, Battle for Baldur's Gate, which had all yeah. those, like, ancient dragons as well. Yes. So, like, you were getting a lot of benefit from the die rolls on that if you ever got those out as well. But, like, right. it's, it's interesting, too, because, like, you... Like, where are you... Like, what are you getting? Like, like I I am... So, like, I'm sure flavorfully it makes sense that it's an artifact card. But, like, what is so... What is so important in your deck for an artifact that, like, you have to search it out and, like, put it directly on a battlefield, you know? Like, what are the chances you've already drawn it at that point? And, like, what... Like, I don't know. Like, even, I feel like even, like, Bolus's Citadel is, like, it, it, it'll feel anticlimactic. Or, like, even, like, Portal to Phyrexia is, like, yeah, all right, sure. Like, I don't know. It, it, the fact that it says Artifact card feels underwhelming. Yeah. I honestly I mean, think it should be any card, but <laughs> I think then it would be broken. I if this if this is something you're running, then I think you're looking at you're looking for you know seven mana plus artifact spells because this is coming out at the end of the game. You're not you're not going to take this and be like, ooh, I finally got my soul ring because wow, what a there's there's no point at that point in the game. You're looking for game ender the stuff that really counts at the end of the game. So uh, I mean a platinum angel. Um, trying to think of some of the other just seven 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 mana plus spells. Um, oh God, what's this? What is it? The um, meteor golem. I was thinking about the infect artifact. Creature. Oh, like dark steel colossus, or no? Yes. The other one. No. Blight steel. That's the one. So this one would, would go search for blight steel or. Or something like that. And the difficulty I have with that is that it means, essentially, those cards, there are now two of them in my deck. Yes. I'm not looking to draw Blightsteel in the early game, and this card isn't going to help me find it in the early game. It's only going to help me find it in the late game when I actually want it. And in the meantime, it's tapping for a mana. And I just can't decide if that's, um, you know... Am I jumping through enough hoops that I can justify making that I can justify this tutor, yeah, or this the adding this tutor to my deck? Because that's the only upside. If 
you're not gunning for the tutor for the tutor effect in this, then it's just a three mana mana rock that doesn't do anything. You might as well choose any other mana three mana mana rock that does something else. Yeah. But I love rolling dice, so there's that. Yeah. And and it's <laughs> I mean, like that's that's the whole thing with it. Is like like what are you gonna go find? Is it gonna be worth it? Um and would it just be better to have something else in? And of course it would. But like um, you know, then you have the fact that they're car- charge counters, you know, like you could, there are cards out there that, you know, move make, the counters, move charge which, counters and such. Right. And that's something I'm, that's something I'm more thinking about rather than, uh, you know, setting it up to try and get to the hundred counters so I can tutor for an artifact. Yeah. You know, maybe the, maybe the better option is look at all of the other artifacts that need charge counters and this thing is going to get 10 when you roll the die and if you have a way to move all of the counters from one permanent to another you can 10 charge counters is going to be enough to do almost anything with any of the other artifacts that use charge counters so maybe that's you know that's sort of the option i, I should be looking at as opposed to just you know seeing the tutor as the upside but, yeah and I mean, if you have ways to like, I guess, copy the the uh, activated ability, like Lithoform Engine, which again is just like, like, all right, fine, like you've got, you know, yeah, ways to copy your triggered, but like, <laughs> uh, it, it it ends up being like, oh, like if you add, you know, this thing or this thing, and it's like, yeah, okay, fine, like you've got a a snowball of of things. But like Lithoform Engine, you can copy the triggered ability. You can copy the first ability, get two mana out of it, um, and two die rolls uh, for two mana. Uh, so you're essentially just filtering your mana at that point and then also getting two die rolls. Uh, and if you've got your thumb out, then you've got you know four die rolls. But like, yeah, uh, it already requires such a specific amount of things to be in place for that um but i don't know like it's 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 interesting um right because so, like, i think for it, now yeah go ahead sorry so like for now i'm looking at this card and obviously it goes in buzzbark um because i throw so many dice and i already know that Buzzbark, with uh, with as luck would have it on the battlefield, I get really close to the hundred, and that's just throwing six sided dice. You add in the vexing puzzle box, and suddenly, uh, I mean, I think vexing puzzle box has to has to has to go in for as luck would have it, because having both of them in there would <laughs> maybe it'll be a lot less about luck and getting to a hundred counters with that than uh, than with the puzzle box. Um, the other place where I'm looking at putting it is into a Muzio deck that I'm working on because it has a number of expensive artifacts because that's sort of where I want to be with, with, with the Muzio deck. Um, but it would mean there would always be something there to search for. And it also means that when I tutor, I'm not, in theory, I'm not tutoring for the same card every time. And I do find that, you know, if I'm running tutors, I don't want it to be for the same card. Give me a group of cards that I can go that where I can go find any one of them. 
Um, so I'm thinking about that, but uh, yeah, I think that's where it's going to go. And uh, once I get a little more practical uh, experience with the deck, if it, the deck, if that turns out the puzzle box is, uh, you know, isn't either isn't cutting it or is doing too good a job, then you know maybe it's time to figure something else out. Yeah. Um, cause like even looking at your Buzzbark deck now, right? Yeah. Like you've got eight artifacts, including the, bu- the puzzle box. Yeah. So, uh, other than the puzzle box and soul ring and gruel signet, you've got five, uh, possible, I guess, things. Yeah. Um, you've got I panharmonica. Okay. Great henge. Yeah. Crark's other thumb, which presumably is already out if you are, have gotten if to a hundred. hundred, yeah. Um, erratic portal and Ashnon's altar, which honestly, two of them, really just one of them, is like the target for this. Like you're gonna want the Great Henge. Like that's yeah. I mean, I could see Ashnod's altar, but that's mostly if you're stuck and you're looking at, you know, destroying all the creatures and turning it into something else. But yeah, um, I think the the dangerous thing with this card yeah. is not necessarily the fact that it is a tutor, but because of its restrictions, because of the way that it's been dialed in, um, it your deck slowly or even quickly just transforms around it, and then you know how often are you actually going to find it? Um, so it's like you, you got to be careful of of not making the deck too based around the box, but like actually having things to do with it when it does work um right well i mean then there's the other option right as it gets closer to 100 suddenly it becomes a bigger target than some of the other things and if my opponents don't don't understand that i've got nothing to go find then maybe they throw away yeah (laughs) throw away a piece of artifact destruction on it in the hopes of avoiding whatever it is that i'm going to pull so yeah and i think to kind of going back to what you said earlier like i think the thing to do with this is just have it like the 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 tutor is nice but the rolling the 20 the d20 is yeah is really what this is about um having effects that are based on any time you roll a die type yeah. of thing uh but yeah yeah so i just um, wanted to have a little chat um if any of you folks out there have some a little more experience with the Vectin puzzle box, let me know. Uh, I'm definitely interested in hearing what hearing what you have, what thoughts you have. And uh, as you all know, we record a little bit ahead of time, so uh, by the time this goes live, I may have a little bit of experience of my own to share. So, uh, love to probably not because you're going to be in Canada. Well, it may be, but you know, I got a couple. I got a. Uh, I got at least one week in between. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Yeah. Well, that's it for want... me. We're Temple of False Pod. We're decks are not optimized, but our play sure is ecker fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Man, it feels good to say that. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night. May your fifth land be the temple. Bye. Wait, wait. Before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. 
Bruce is at Mana Burned, and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!